1: Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code radio20 at bloomberglive.com slash greenfestival. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso.
0: Republican leaders on the House Intelligence Committee are set to shut down the panel's contentious investigation into Russian election meddling. Speaking with us earlier this week, Joaquin uh, Castro, a Texas Democrat who serves on the panel, said it was irresponsible to end the probe just as new details emerge about how Donald Trump's presidential campaign may have benefited from exploiting personal data from millions of Facebook users. To not follow a lot of the the leads that were presented by witnesses on this and so many other things, on obstruction of justice issues, uh, of course on collusion, on money laundering, to not follow those leads is a real tragedy and a betrayal of the public trust. For more on this story, we're joined now by Kevin Whitelaw, Bloomberg News Deputy Managing Editor from our Bloomberg 991 studios in Washington. And, Kevin, it looks like Republicans are trying to unfriend Democrats on the Intelligence Committee. Uh, are Democrats right to ask that the invest- investigation continue with, with this, now with this Facebook news? Or has the Russian probe gone on long enough or, or just gotten so partisan now? What's the point of continuing
2: yeah, well, it's certainly it's been a very long time since there was anything that truly happened by you know bipartisan way in this panel in this probe. It started off a little bit um, like it might go somewhere, and then very quickly deterior, deteriorated into a fully partisan sort of food fight. And and Republicans now um, are only are most entirely interested in investigating things that happened uh, under the Obama administration uh, bias they allege uh, was involved with the start of this uh, of of the of the Russia probe, whereas uh, Democrats have a very, very long list of witnesses. They say they never got to call or uh, uh, they have more questions for or who refuse to answer all of their questions, not to mention a bunch of topics that, that weren't explored, either with uh, sort of document uh, discovery or obviously this most recent uh, incident with Cambridge Analytica and Facebook, which has been breaking even as they're shutting to, you know, voting to shut down the probe. So a lot of unanswered questions. The Senate Intelligence Probe, which has been actually a bipartisan effort, continues and is expected to continue for, uh, for months at least. Obviously, Mueller's probe is continuing uh, but it, uh, this the, the main value uh, remaining of this House probe, I think, is the fact that they actually did interview 70-some witnesses. They have a lot of transcripts. And I think the next real fight is going to be over whether uh, any of those transcripts ever get released to the public.
1: And, Kevin, you know, for all the reasons you mentioned, does this committee have any credibility? And is this a loss to anyone except for what they've done before?
2: I mean, at this point, no, the panel doesn't have much credibility on either side. They're going to, you know, they're releasing dueling, uh, you know, reports. One finds, oh, gee, nothing to see here, time to move on. The other says, there's a ton that could be here and we need to do more, right? So you're not going to be able to reconcile those two reports in any meaningful way. Uh, So uh, as I say, I think the the transcripts that that are out there, if they ever get released, could be of value because those at least are primary documents that could help people understand a little bit and make up their own mind about some of the the things they're hearing Um, on the Senate side. There is still a possibility that that could wrap up in a more bipartisan way, the Senate intelligence probe. Um, so, you know, there's at least still a chance that some of this comes out in a bipartisan way. That panel did put out its findings on its some initial findings on election security issues um, over the past two days. So they're at least uh, you know, showing uh, uh, that there's still a, a chance of, of, of approaching some of these serious issues in a bipartisan manner.
0: Kevin, while we've been covering all this news on the budget and uh, on tariffs on China, there have actually been some other developments uh, on the Russia probe outside of the House Intelligence Committee, and that is uh, some musical chairs in the president's legal team uh, in the Russia probe. Uh, what's happening and why is it is it significant?
2: Yeah, well, we did. uh, We did learn within the last um, sort of hour, hour and a half that the president's uh, sort of lead lawyer for the Mueller probe, John Dowd, has resigned. Um, And uh, this uh, doubt has had been there from the beginning. Uh, And uh, this appears to be at least in part a reaction to uh, Trump's decision to add another lawyer, Joseph DeGeneva, to his team. Um, this, uh, the Jennifer's, um, former prosecutor, um, former independent counsel, uh, but in recent, uh, months has been on the, uh, sort of been a very, very, very vocal critic of the Mueller probe and alleging all kinds of bias at the FBI and justice. So, um, for a team of lawyers that have been working pretty hard to cooperate with Mueller and have been arranging, you know, and negotiating over an interview of, of Trump by Mueller and his team, uh, suddenly a potentially disruptive, uh, a uh, uh, force was added to the team, someone who who might uh, set a much more confrontational tone, uh, and that appears to be uh, related in some fashion to to Dowd's decision to to leave today.
1: And Kevin Ted Olson, who is a former solicitor general, a well respected litigator, a famous one of the most famous litigators in the country, uh, refused to join uh, Trump's team. So is it? Do you think Dowd is leaving because of? who the lawyer who's joining is or because there's another lawyer, lawyer joining.
2: Um, I think it's a little bit. It could be a little bit of both. I mean, we do, we, do, we we do have um, some people telling us that that Dowd, um, you know, has seen himself as sort of the the top dog here and has been um, uh, pretty resistant and and resentful when when there've been uh, some any any sort of question to that and challenges to that and times where he felt he, his advice wasn't ta- being taken fully seriously. He's got a very very difficult client to control, um, and so the decision to bring in a lawyer in this way at a pretty senior level, someone who probably also saw that it was going to be his uh, 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 probe to help direct um, is challenging. And as I say, Dowd and some of the other lawyers, including Ty Cobb, have been working very hard to try to figure out how to uh, cooperate with this probe in saying that cooperation is actually going to be the fastest way to get this over with. Now you bring in a more co- a potentially more confrontational lawyer, someone who has to sort of start That's from it. scratch. There's been nearly a year of, of work on this probe right, in terms Kevin. of document production, discovery, and everything else. Okay. So um, genova has got a lot to catch up on, okay. and uh, this actually could drag it out. Kevin Whitelaw,
0: Bloomberg News Deputy Managing Editor.
1: Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Walso. This is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you?